As the children of God, we have the authority to stop this virus and to unlock the lockdown. And I will show you why. Hey guys, I'm Heinz Winkler and I just today, I feel so passionate about sharing this message because I feel the children of God, the Christians, the born again believers are not operating in general in the fullness of their authority that that we have in Christ Jesus. And that's why we it's almost like we're just sitting back and and we're taking all of this. And and I really believe that if if we can mobilize enough born again Jesus following Holy Spirit filled believers that we can see a real change. I learned early on in in my in my Christian walk that just keeping on praying God please change something God please change something is is not the answer. We can speak to him we can we can obviously share our frustrations and our problems. But when I look at the example that Jesus gave us and the example the apostles gave us, they spoke to situations, people, diseases, and it changed. We don't see them crying out to God and, and saying, please, Father, do something. We see them taking the authority that they have received and applying it to the circumstances around them. And I want to show you from Scripture that this is not my opinion. This is biblically founded principles that I feel a big part of the church, a big part of the people calling themselves Christians are not tapping into either because they're not really saved or because they just haven't been taught well or they haven't been raised up in an environment where they see the power of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit at work. And I really believe that especially in a time like this, the body of Christ needs to be united around this truth of the Word of God. And we need to stand firm and stand together and speak to this virus and cancel it and speak to this lockdown and unlock it. It is within our purview. It's within our authority. It's within our right as children of God to do this. And I want to show you why I say that and I want you to get excited about this and I want you to to team up with me and other believers around this nation and around this world to bring an end to all of this. Amen. I'm going to take us to a couple of scriptures where we see the authority of Jesus Christ. And then I want to show you that as born again believers, we have access to this authority through our relationship with God as we become co-heirs with Jesus Christ. What is, a, what is an heir? It's someone who receives an inheritance. What is a co-heir? It's someone that receives that inheritance alongside that person. We receive an inheritance with Jesus. What is that inheritance? We have promises from the Word of God where it tells us what we are capable of in the Spirit. And then we have biblical truths we can stand on when dealing with spiritual warfare. All right, so we're going to dive into that. I want to show this to you. I want you to turn to your own Bible to these scriptures and read it for yourself. And, and realize today that the veil needs to come off. The veil of mediocrity, the veil of nominal Christianity, the veil of, well, I'm okay, but I'm not really going to get involved. The, whatever the veil might be, the veil of religion, the veil of cultural Christianity, and, and to get stuck into the real relationship with the living God that has given us everything we need 
to change the circumstances around us. Amen? Because the other option is to sit and complain and to do nothing. But I believe we are called as salt and light to this world to bring it to make the difference that we would like to see happen. I want to show you from a couple of scriptures that Jesus has all authority and that all things has been given to him and all things were actually created through him and for him. All right, so first we're going to go to John 13, verse 3 to 5. John 13, 3 to 5. It says, Jesus, knowing he's had a revelation, he knows that the Father in heaven, God, had given him all things into his hands. Now, this is Jesus pre-crucifixion. And he had come from God and was going to God. Knowing this, knowing that he has a father, that he had been given all things, that he knows where he comes from, he comes from the father, and that he's going to the father. Knowing all of this, he, he rises up and he washes the disciples' feet. And straight after this, it is we, we read that he was crucified for all of us. The ultimate service, the ultimate sacrifice. But it started with him bending down and washing his disciples dirty feet showing that he is the servant master that came to serve because from his knowledge that he has all things came an identity that's so secure that he had a humility and a confidence with which he could serve with all of who he was and that is our example but look at that all things Matthew 28, this is now after Jesus had been crucified and had risen from the grave and had um, shown himself to the disciples and other believers. And now he's giving the, what, the so-called great commission. And he starts off by saying in Matthew 28, he said, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Let's go to John 1, 3. This is, many of you will know the scripture well. It speaks of how Jesus was the word from the beginning of all creation. It says all things in John 1, 3, all things were made through him and without him, Jesus, nothing was made that was made. Colossians 1, 15, for by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. So everything in earth and heaven was created by him. And he has authority over everything in heaven and in earth. Whether it is visible or invisible. So it's the spiritual and the natural. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that in all things he may have preeminence. This is the Jesus that we serve. Now, I want to show you something. All right. We've established now from Scripture that Jesus has all authority over all things. All right. Now, look at Hebrews 2 from verse 10. This is going to show us, again, it's going to it's going to solidify this truth that I've been sharing and it's going to show how we as the believers, the followers of God, those who have repented and been saved 
by grace through faith and accepted Jesus as our Lord, we die to self, rose in Christ and are alive in Christ. That is what I mean when I say believer. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about cultural Christianity. I'm talking about people that have really made a decision to follow Christ. This is what it speaks about from Hebrews 2 verse 10. For it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. He is the captain of our salvation. How beautiful is that? For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified, that is us, the saints, are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. That's a quote from the Old Testament. And again, another quote, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shares, likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So he defeated death, he defeated the devil, and he released those who were in bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels. Listen to that. Jesus does not give aid to angels. He does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Now, the seed of Abraham, obviously, are the Jewish people. But we have in Scripture a confirmation from Paul that even when we are in Christ, we are of Abraham's seed. Okay, so this is applicable to all born again believers. He gives aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. All right. So we are brethren of Christ. And I want to show you that we are also co-heirs. In Romans 8 verse 17, it says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and, listen to this, joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. We are heirs of God and therefore co-heirs with Jesus Christ. What did Jesus receive? All things, all authority in heaven and earth. He, everything was created through Him, for Him, by Him, in heaven and in earth, whether visible or invisible, dominions, principalities. You, you've heard the, the scripture. Now it says that we are His brethren. It says that we are co-heirs with Christ. In John 15, Jesus says, you are no, no longer my servants, you are my friends. For, this, for servants do not know what their master is planning or doing, but a friend does. We are called friends of God, friends of Jesus, brothers of Jesus, and co-heirs with Jesus. Amen? Alright, so now, listen to this. Knowing that you are, if you are a born-again believer, you are a brother or a sister of Christ. You are a co-heir with Him. The one that owns everything. The one that has received all things. You are a co-heir 
all right? The question is whether you believe it. I'm not saying look at your circumstances and then try to derive whether you believe it. I want you to apply your faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is the substance? The substance is the Word of God or a word from God you received personally. It is substance. It is like raw gold from the ground. The things we hope for is like the jewelry you can make from that gold. But you cannot hope for jewelry if you don't have the gold. We need the Word of God. And this is the Word of God. So your faith cannot be in what you see around you. It says it's the evidence of things not seen. In Hebrews 11.1. 1. So you cannot rely on the things you see, feel, touch, hear. You have to rely only on the Word of God, the truth of God. You cannot rely on the news. You cannot rely on people's opinions. You cannot rely on, on whatever is going on there, whatever you are feeling. You have to rely on the Word of God. And I want you to realize this today. My brother and my sister in Christ, this is a tipping point. This is a tipping point that we are in as the Church of Christ. And if we are not going to take up the authority that we have in Christ Jesus and pray with authority and move in the spiritual realm with authority, then this thing can take us out or it can steal more than it has already stolen. And I, for one, am tired. I am sick and tired. I am upset in, in, in a healthy way about this. And I don't want to stand for this anymore. And I want to see that people around the world that call themselves children of God will start realizing who they are and start praying and proclaiming and speaking in a way that reflects these truths. So I want you to listen to this. Ephesians 1 from verse 16. Do not cease to give thanks. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention, making mention of you in my prayers. This is Paul speaking to the Ephesians. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, listen to this, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him all right john 13 verse 3 jesus knowing that the father gave him all things that he came from the father and was going to the father knowing that revelation knowledge paul says he's praying that the church will know him god jesus that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his, of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe? Inheritance, power to those who believe. According to the working of His mighty power which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in heavenly places. By that power that raised Christ from the dead far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named the only not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he put all things all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all now if jesus is the head and we are the body can you imagine a head that wants to do something with the body and the body is just standing there? That means there's a disconnect between the brain and the body. How does your hand know to move? Your brain tells it to move. 
Jesus, I believe, it, uh, he, he's the head of his church, but there's parts of the church. I know there are people that are doing everything they possibly can and they are operating in the fullness. But I, I, I think there's a large part of the church that isn't awakened to this and isn't praying and operating this way. And that is, that is what I'm trying to get across is I think we need a wake up call. And maybe, maybe you're a finger or a hand or an elbow and you haven't been moving when Christ the head has been giving you signals to move. And this, this is a wake up call for all of us. Move when he says move. Pray when he says pray. Pray his scripture. Stand on his scripture. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Remember all things are created in Christ including us. We are created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He has already prepared these things that we should do. But we need to actually do them. We actually need to actually connect with them and through relationship, through listening, speaking and being sensitive to his voice, then move into these works that he has prepared for us beforehand. 2 Peter 1, 3-4 And his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So by his divine power, God has divine power. I'm sure you agree with that. But have you ever thought about this and read the scripture and actually believed it? He has given to us, the believers. What? All things. How many times have you heard that term today? All things. All things. He has given to us all things that pertain to what? Life and godliness. All right. Does the virus kill or give life? It kills. Is lockdown godly or not? It's not godly. It's ungodly. It is stealing and killing and destroying lives. And this virus is killing, stealing and destroying lives. What did Jesus say? I came to give life and life in abundance. What, is it, what does the Bible say about the enemy's mandate? It says he came to kill, steal and destroy. So if something is killing, stealing and destroying, it is the enemy attacking the people of God and the people of this world. The people of this world don't even know they're being attacked by the devil. They just think this is unfortunate, you know. But here we see that His divine power has given us, the children of God, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Who's that? Jesus. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. We have received these promises. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. By the promises we've received, the word from God, the faith, the substance, the substance we have, we are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world. Matthew 16, 19. Listen to this. All right. Now we're getting into, now we're getting into the, the action part. We now know that Jesus has been given all things, that all things, all authority has been given to him. We know that we are co-heirs, brothers and friends of Jesus. And therefore, we are partakers of this divine nature, which means we can operate in the divine. We can operate from heaven to earth because we are no longer, we are citizens of this earth. We are actually citizens of heaven. The Bible says we are not from this world. We are in this world. All right. Jesus in John 13 verse 3, he says, I know that I come. He, kn he knows that he comes from the Father and he knows that he's going to the Father. But he also knew that he had a mission. What has been given are gifts, talents, opportunities, and, and uh, platforms, but also a mission, like each and every one of us. And all of us as believers have a mission for the kingdom of God. 
And I want you to ask yourself, what is my mission? In what space, in what place am I supposed to be praying into and, and getting in, in stuck into? So in Matthew 16, 19, go to, your, go to this verse in your Bible, Matthew 16, 19. This is Jesus speaking to Peter. He has just established Peter as the, as the rock on which he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The gates of hell. Then he says to Peter, I will give you and the church the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now listen to this. Whatever you bind on earth, the physical realm, will be bound in heaven. What is not seen, visible, invisible, Jesus reigns over both. So he says, whatever you bind in the visible realm will be bound in the invisible realm. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. When you are locked down in your home, what do you feel? Do you feel bound? Do you want to get loose? <laughs> Here's the scripture, all right? Some people may say, well, he was speaking to Peter, okay? Just two chapters later in Matthew 18, 18 to 20, they, they, ask, they ask God about when a brother is, keeps falling back into sin. What do you do? He says the same thing. He says, assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He repeats this truth in a situation where it's about dealing with a brother that is falling in sin, that is, that, that, that they have to deal with. Now you can read that one on its own and say, well, binding and loosing only has to do with that. But if you read it together with Matthew 16, where Jesus sin gives Peter general authority with the establishing of the church, I believe it's pretty obvious that the principle applies across the board, that whatever we bind as we are born, once again, as we are born again believers, in relationship with Jesus and through his leading through his uh, through getting the revelation from him we bind and we lose I'm not telling talking about people becoming cowboys in the spirit just binding and loosing whatever they want or binding and loosing blessings for themselves I'm not talking about that that is a misunderstanding of the Word of God but we've been given authority we've been given the keys of heaven we've been given that do you realize what that means it's huge. You have keys to change circumstances on the earth and in heaven. Come on, people. This is huge. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 6. Listen to this. This is where it becomes real. We have to realize this. This is the Bible. This is not my opinion. This is the Word of God. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, so this is where a lot of us get stuck. We get stuck in our minds, in our flesh, in our five senses, and in our feelings. We get stuck in that. We think this is the world. This is the truth. What I'm feeling, what I'm hearing, what I'm saying. This is the truth and the news and the opinions and the blah, blah, blah. And all these people ranting on Facebook and in Instagram. We think, you know, we walk in this flesh, but we do not war according to the flesh. Okay, wow. So I'm in this flesh. I feel all these things, I hear all these things, I'm, I, I want to react emotionally and I want to react with my senses or from my senses, but it says, I do not a war according to the flesh. Why? For the weapons of our warfare, children of God, born again believers, Holy Spirit filled, making Jesus Lord of your life, the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So it's not knives and swords and guns and words. 
but it's mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This is huge guys. This is massive. As co-heirs, brothers and sisters and friends of Jesus, we ha and, and having the keys to bind and loose, we have to realize that what we are facing every day is a spiritual battle. When, when people are looting a store or burning tires on a road or someone is verbally abusing their wife or whatever the case might be, the war is not against the flesh of that person. It is against the spirit behind that person. And there's, there's a reason why that spirit is operating. I'm not excusing the activity. Hear me correctly. I'm not excusing anything bad that people are doing. But I want you to realize we, we must stop looking at the physical thing that's happening only and, and immediately know our battle is not against this. Our battle is against the spiritual thing behind it. What is that? And then we get, then we start getting mature in the spirit. And when we, when we want to change that situation, we speak to the spirit behind it and we change the situation. This is confirmed in Ephesians 6 from verse 11. You will know this well, but I want you to listen to it with fresh ears. Ephesians 6 from verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil is a tricky character. He is trying to, to sell us counterfeits of everything that is worth anything all the time. He is not the little red character with the horns or the ugly faced demon that you think he is. He comes in a, dis, in a, in a way that is alluring and nice and, and, and appeals to your senses. Everything that faith is not, he will appeal to. He will appeal to your senses. He will appeal to what you want and what you like and what everything that's vanity, everything that's pride is going to he's going to come in, in that form and it's going to pull you in. We can stand against the wiles of the devil for listen to this. It's a it's a confirmation of what's written in two Corinthians for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, physical things. We do not wrestle against that, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Four things, four very specific things. And there are people that have written books about this. I'm not going to try to give a theolo theological study on this, but we have to realize that this is real. The spiritual realm is more real than what we see with our eyes and feel with our senses. I know it's difficult, but this is how it is. Therefore, because this is true, we have to take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. Can you hear how many times he says stand? Are you taking a stand for Christ? Am I taking a stand for Christ? Are we taking a stand for the church of God? Are we taking a stand against the wiles of the enemy, against these attacks, against sickness and, and, and weird government rulings? Are we taking a stand against it or are we just taking it? Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. 
truth. I mean, we can speak about that all day. What is true? The only thing I feel right now that is true is the Word of God. And my wife and my children that I know love me. It feels to me like everything else is up in the air. Can't trust the news. Can't trust this. Stats. I don't know. Is it true? Is it not true? Whoa. Gird your loins with the truth of God. What are you reading more of? The news or the good news of Jesus Christ? Gird your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Guard your heart with the righteousness that you have received through salvation. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. How beautiful are the feet of those who share the good news. I mean, that is, that is what we walk on. That is what takes us forward, is always sharing the good news, the, the hope that we have. Why do we have hope in Christ? We always need to be sharing this. The shield of faith. Hebrews 11.1 1, I will not let my circumstances and my experiences and my emotions rule my decision making. I will let faith rule my decision making because I have substance in God. And that will stop the fiery darts of the enemy, the fiery darts of doubt, the fiery darts of fear, of worry, of uncertainty. I will stop it with the shield of faith. I take on the helmet of salvation. Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. People, this is so key and important in this whole thing. And I, I've, I've been saying it a few times because this is such a strong thing in my heart. Because I believe there are Christians that are not really Christians. They think they are Christians, but they are not. They are cultural Christians, religious Christians, or just Sunday Christians. They are not taking God seriously and not taking their, their, their life seriously. And I, I, if you maybe realize that you might be like that today, this is not a condemnation. This is not to judge you. This is to, to help you catch a wake up and, and just say, oh my word, maybe that is me. That was me at 16. I thought I was a Christian, but I realized I wasn't. I knew things about Jesus, but I didn't know him personally. And, and, and I want you to realize that salvation is where it starts. Because what, where's the helmet? It's on your head. What does your salvation cover? Your mind. Where's the biggest battlefield? Your mind. So if you're not saved, if you're not completely given over to Christ, having made a decision for Him, your mind will run wild with all these things. Fear, worry, uncertainty, all these things will run wild. But if you put on the helmet of salvation, I am saved. I am delivered. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. It settles so much. And the sword of the Spirit your main weapon. Faith shield is defensive. The sword is offensive. It is what cuts. It is what attacks. It is what goes forward. And it's the word of the sword is the spirit, which is the word of God. So we see here that the spirit of God and the word of God goes together. John 1, the word was in the beginning. It says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. It's Jesus. So we actually see that this, the sword is the Word of God. It's God, Spirit, Jesus. It's all of them together. That is, this is our main weapon. Jesus in the desert, He was baptized by John the Baptist. Then Father spoke from heaven and said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Then the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness so that He may be tempted. That's what the Bible says. After 40 days of not eating, when his body was weak, the devil came to tempt him. What was his weapon? It is written. It is written. It is written. 
the sword of the word of God, the spirit of God, and the devil had to leave. If Jesus used his sword during temptation, how much more do we not need to do the same thing? My brothers and sisters in Christ, I know this sounds maybe very formal. I didn't try to be funny today. I, because this for me is so serious. We have the authority. We have everything we need as born again believers to change the situation around us. We can kill this virus and whatever spirit is behind this virus because not trying to go into any conspiracy theories, but I think it's pretty clear that there's more going on on a global scale than just a virus. But whatever that is and what's behind it, we can stop it in the spirit. And this lockdown that is taking businesses away, closing down magazines, stealing people's livelihoods, causing more suicides, more domestic abuse, molestation, rape than any other time in our country, then it's pretty obvious that we should end this lockdown. And we as Christians, as, as believers, have the authority in the spirit to, to bind the spirit behind this lockdown and loose the lockdown as we bind this virus and loose health and life over this nation. So are you with me? Do you believe what the word of God says? That is the question. If you are a born again believer and then the word of God is <laughs> what you should be building your life upon. The question is, do you believe it? And do you believe it to the point we actually apply it? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be one of those people that come to God and say, well, I've been casting out demons in your name and I've been healing and I've been doing this. And Jesus says to me, depart from me, for I do not know you. I don't want to be that person. I also don't want to be the person where Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I say. I don't want to be any of those people. And I don't want you to be like those people. I want your lamp to be full. I want you to be ready when Jesus comes. But before Jesus comes, we have a mission. Before we go back to where we know we come from, we have a mission. And our mission as the church of God is to not get political. It is to change the circumstances according to the word of God. All right, so I'm going to pray and I want you to agree with me because the Bible says where two or more agree on a matter, it will be so. Do you believe that? Do you have faith that that will happen? I do. I really do. And I want you to join me in my faith that this will happen. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, with everyone listening right now, whenever this might be, I stand on your word. Lord, by faith, we proclaim that we are the children of God. And Lord, we bring into remembrance to you that you have said in your word, we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ who owns everything that in all things is preeminent to whom, by whom and for whom all things were created, whether visible or invisible in heaven and in earth. And Lord, you say in your word that we are brothers with Christ. We are friends of Jesus and we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. And Lord, you tell us in your word that you've given us the keys of heaven, 
that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And Lord, so today we stand in faith as a, as a community of believers. Lord, right now we don't care about the denominations. We don't care about race. We don't care about any of these things. We lay it all down, Lord. Please forgive us for our divisions, for our pettiness and for focusing on the wrong things. Forgive us, Lord, as a nation, as a church of South Africa. And, and we ask right now, Jesus, that as you forgive and wash us, wash us clean, that you will look at us as that which we are really, your church, your body. And Lord, we want to move with you. We want to take the authority that you have given us, Lord, and we want to wield it right now. So Lord, we ask that you will put all the power of heaven in these prayers that every promise that you've made and every instruction that you've given in your word that it will it will come through as we pray this right now in the name of Jesus and Lord as your son and as a, as a brother of these people listening right now Lord with the authority given to us by Christ Jesus by His death, by His resurrection, by the power of the everlasting covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. I declare and I decree that the virus called Corona or COVID-19 stops right now, dies right now. I come against the spirit of, of infirmity and illness and sickness that is behind it and I cancel your work, I bind your work in the name of Jesus. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I loose health and life to every person infected or affected by this virus right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, if there is any nefarious conspiracy or plot behind this virus made by people in high places and government and principalities, as we see in your word, Lord, with our helmets of salvation on, our breastplate of righteousness, our shield of faith, our sword of the word, our belt of truth and our feet shotted with the good news of gospel. Lord, we cancel that agenda of the enemy right now. We bind it in the name of Jesus. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus with this COVID-19 plan and we loose health and safety and peace and freedom over South Africa and the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, right now in South Africa, we're experiencing a lockdown that is causing way more problems than it seems to be solving. So Lord, as a Christian in this nation, as a son of God in this nation, I stand with my fellow South Africans that believe in you. And I declare now in the name of Jesus an end to this lockdown. I declare that the lockdown is unlocked in the name of Jesus. We loose now the freedom of business, the freedom of trade, the freedom of people to gather in churches, to come together and praise you out loud. We release that over this nation right now. In the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that the virus is dead and that the lockdown is unlocked. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining me in that prayer. Please keep praying it with your family, your friends, your church members. You can also go to unite714.com. There's a weekly prayer that thousands, well, th hundreds of thousands of churches and millions of people are praying every week. Please join in with that prayer every week 
And please remember that if you have given your life to Christ really and fully, you are a co-heir with the one who owns everything and has all authority on heaven and earth. And you have the right as a child of God to bind and loose and see your circumstances change. God bless you. I love you. And I, th I thank you so much for being part of this. Please share this message if you were stirred and, and inspired and encouraged by it so that more people can join us in changing the situation. Thank you so much. God bless you.